You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Happy New Year. New Year is a holiday that I do actually enjoy. You guys know that I, I didn't really enjoy Christmas so much because of the decorations and the money that you spend and just the time. However, New Year's is special to me because it's my birthday. So I love that holiday. If you didn't bring me a gift, you can bring it next week. That's fine. Um, but the greatest gift I get is that I get to share that birthday with my dad. His birthday is also New Year's Day. So we just we always have a good time. Um, we at least get to text now. We used to be together, obviously, when I was still living with them. But, man, it's just a special to share my birthday with, with him. Uh, I hope you guys had a good New Year, that you, you brought it in uh, in Jesus style somehow with fireworks or whatever you do. Um, one thing about the New Year is people oftentimes make resolutions, and we talked about this at the beginning of 2020 and how I'm not a huge uh, proponent of resolutions because a lot of times resolutions fail. So what we do is we get, uh, we get some mindset of how we want things to change or what we want to do better or what we want to add to our life or what we want to take away from our life. And I'm not saying that having those goals aren't good. What I'm saying is that, man, when we call them resolutions, a lot of times it automatically turns into something that we know that we're not going to do for the whole year. So as, as many of you know, I was in a weight loss challenge for the last six months of 2020. And the first month and a half was amazing. I lost about 12, 13 pounds. And now fast forward to the end of the six months and I might have lost about two pounds total. So I gained a lot of weight back. And that's just what happens, right? We start doing stuff, and then, man, life happens. We get busy. We fall back into the, the comfort of what we're used to. For me, that was eating, like, not good stuff and a lot of it. And we just, we tend to do that. Uh, and New Year's is a time where we can begin to make changes and tweaks, and hopefully we don't fall back into the same routine or the same bad habits or the same lifestyle that we had. And sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're not. But I want to give, give you something this morning that God tells us to do. And I want this to be our main focus for 2021. And for impact, if you've been here long enough, you know that our purpose and our mission and our vision is summed up in the words, no grow show. For people to know God's love, grow in God's love, and show God's love to the world. That's, that's why we exist. That's why we do what we do, because we want people to know the love of God, then to grow in his love, and then to ultimately show his love to the world. That's what we're called to do. And that's going to be our purpose and our vision, and we're not changing that. However, underneath that for 2021, just through prayer and talking and studying, we believe here at Impact that God has given us some type of battle cry, if you will, and that phrase that we're going to just use and you're going to hear a lot in 2021 is beyond the 52, beyond the 52, and what that means is that there are 52 Sundays every year, 
And we're called as the church to be the church beyond those 52 days. We're called to be the church, not just when we gather together on Sunday morning, but on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays, wherever we go. And that's what we believe God is, is leading us to focus on in 2021. Now, it doesn't replace no grow show. It actually falls in line with that. Because if we're living as the church, as the body of Christ, beyond the 52, then more people, because of our faithfulness and because of the Spirit drawing people unto Himself, more people will come to know God's love, to grow in God's love, and to show God's love to the world. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you just two verses this morning that are very popular. It's the Great Commission that we find in Matthew. And what I want to do is I want to break this down into just some words. And I want this to be our main focus and resolution, if that's what you want to call it, for 2021. So as we dig in, we'll be at Matthew chapter 28. And we're just going to read verses 19 and 20. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. God, I pray that you speak. God, I pray that you stir up our spirits and our hearts. And I pray that we leave here with a renewed focus for this new year. God, and that we truly understand what it means to be the church beyond the 52. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's the deal. God is, God's moving. And it's, it's, it's our decision whether we get on and we join in the movement or we sit back and we just watch it happen. And I don't know about you, but I've lived a lot of years where I've just sat back and watched God move. I've sat back and I've watched how he's orchestrated different things and how he's just, his spirit has changed communities and changed church bodies and changed families. And I never really jumped in and participated. Man, but when I finally decided, hey, I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want to be on that ride. I want to participate in those blessings. Man, my life completely changed. And we have the decision to make this morning. We can either just let God work, because he's going to work whether we get on or not. God's going to be God. The cool thing is he gives us the choice and the chance to join in on what he's doing. And that's what I want for us as a church body. That's what I want for each of you, is that you, you begin to understand what God's doing. And even if you don't, man, you love him and you're chasing him so much that you just want to be a part of it. And that's my heart for us as a church. In these two verses, we see some, some commands. And I'm just going to break down the, the words here. And I'm going to first give you the what, the what of this passage. It says, go therefore and make disciples. So we see two commands here. The first command is to go. To go. Now, this gets a little confusing sometimes because what does that mean? 
What does it mean to go? And what it means is, first of all, it's a verb. It's an action. It means that we must be doing something, right? We must go somewhere else. We can't just stay where we are in the comfort of our lifestyle, in the comfort of our church home, in the comfort of whatever we call comfort, and expect to do what God has called us to do. We must go and do something. So my question for us this morning is how many of us are actually going? How many of us are actually taking steps to do what God's called us to do? And that's a, that's a hard question to answer sometimes because in our minds we may think, well, you know, when I go get gas, maybe you, you witness to somebody or share your testimony or just tell them that God loves them or something. Is that going or is that not going? Does going mean that I have to go to a, a different city or a different country? What does go really mean? And practically, this is what go means. It means to step out in faith and allow God to use you however he sees fit. And if that means that, man, when you're at the gas station and you wave to somebody and you tell them how much God loves them, then that's great if that's what God's leading you to do. Man, I have friends that were in South Africa for about six years. They just up and left Augusta, and he was a successful high school baseball coach. And he, God called them to Africa with three little kids and said, hey, I want y'all to go to Africa, and I want you to be missionaries. And he obeyed. That's what God led him and his family to do. He went. And, and that's not what... It's going to be every time. Sometimes going means just stepping out of your comfort zone and doing what God is asking you to do in that moment. And I can't tell you how many times that I'm somewhere and I just feel just some kind of urging to, to talk to someone or to say something to someone or to see if someone needs help. And I'd love to tell you that every time I get that, that I, that I follow through with it, that I'm obedient. But I can't tell you that. Sometimes I'm, I'm too scared. I'm too uncomfortable. Maybe I'm too embarrassed. I just don't want to step out of that comfort zone that I have. And in this passage, go practically means just to step out in faith, trusting wherever God is leading you. And then command number two is this, to make what are we making? We're making disciples. And you may ask, what's a disciple? And that's a good question. A disciple is someone who is continuously and consistently growing and chasing Jesus, growing in their relationship with Jesus and chasing after him. It doesn't mean that they know everything about the Bible. It doesn't mean that they don't sin. It doesn't mean that they're the greatest person that's walking on the face of this earth. What it means is that they have a relationship with Jesus, that they're consistently and constantly growing in that relationship, and that they're chasing after Jesus the best that they can in the season and in the moment of their life. And we're called to make those disciples. We're called to go, to step out of our comfort zone, to step into whatever God is calling us to do 
and to make disciples. To make disciples. And here's one of the things is we're scared to do this because we're not living it ourselves. So it's like, hey, well, God's calling me to make disciples, but I'm not really living the life of a disciple, so I'm not sure that I can really make disciples. And I understand that mindset because it's really hard to make something if you're not living it first. And this is where the, the self-reflection comes in. And we have, to, we have to honestly assess where we are with Jesus. We have to honestly assess if we're chasing after him, if we're truly growing in God's love, if we're truly getting closer and closer to Jesus. Because God commands us to first step out and go, but then to make disciples. I mean, and there's just no way that we can do that unless we're first living that and having that personal development. So the, the what is to go and to make the who, it says of all nations. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, of everyone. We don't get to pick and choose. And later in the year, we're going to do a series through the book of Jonah, and we're going to, we're going to see firsthand how we don't get to pick and choose. How God does what God's going to do and how salvation is available for all who will believe. And you may be saying, hey, well, my neighbor across the street's really not a nice person. There's always 20 cars over there. The music's always really loud. I don't really want to share Jesus with them. I don't really like them. And Jesus says, hey, to everyone, go and share the gospel with everyone. Well, there's this guy at work that really looks at me funny, and he, he's a South Carolina fan, which is horrible because I'm a Georgia fan, and we just, I can't, I don't, South Carolina fans don't even deserve Jesus. And it's like, come on, man, really? God says... Go, therefore, and make disciples of who? Of everybody, of all nations. We don't get to pick and choose who deserves it. Because none of us really do. But God said, hey, I love you enough to send my son Jesus. And then Jesus says, and this is the context of this, is right after the resurrection, right before he's going back to heaven, and he's saying, hey, this is my command to you, that you go and you share the good news of me to everyone. Because of what I did for you. And I'm afraid the church in America is in a place where instead of really the Great Commission for us, it's the great omission. We don't really do this a whole lot because, man, we're, we're comfortable where we are. And there's other countries where they have to sneak around to meet together like this and worship Jesus. There's other countries that'll get thrown in jail for being Christ followers. 
that they can't have Bibles. So they have to sneak those. They have to memorize scripture. They have to write them down on paper. But they still chase after Jesus because he's worth it, because what he's done for them. Man, and they're, they're pursuing him with everything that they have in the, in the face of persecution. And then we have America where we can freely meet, where we can freely have scripture in our hand, where we can freely worship Jesus, where we can freely say, hey, I'm a Christ follower and Jesus is the only way. And we're free to do that. Yet, I believe that in our country, in our culture, we share Jesus less than those other countries. Because maybe we haven't let the magnitude of what he's done really sink in. And we deserve eternity in hell. And Jesus said, hey, I don't want that for you. I created you to bring glory to me, to be in relationship with me. And when we messed it up, God said, hey, well, I'm going to fix it. And do we really let that sink in? Because I think the reason that we really don't share the gospel is because we haven't really allowed it to change our life in the way that it really can. I don't think we've allowed it to, tr to transform who we are. I think a lot of times the, the church is really nonchalant about Christianity. Yeah, I'm a Christian. And there was a study done in 2018 that asked a ton of people that claimed to be Christians if they believed in the virgin birth, the death on the cross, and the resurrection. And 41% of those people said that they believed in that. 41% of professing Christians. Because let me tell you what happens. We've watered down the gospel. We've watered down the fact that, man, if people just come to church and they give a little offering and they raise their hands, that it's okay. Their soul is good and they're on their way to heaven. When scripture teaches that's not true at all. That we must believe in Jesus. And believe, translated from the Greek, means that we truly step out and follow after him. That we believe that everything he's done was enough for our salvation. And that we follow him. And when we follow him, he gives us commands to go and to make disciples of all nations, of everyone. I've been seeing a sequence of, uh, of numbers, and I'm not a big numbers guy. Like, I know that numbers are important in Scripture, and different numbers mean different things, but the, the entire year of 2020, I was seeing just a sequence of, of certain numbers, and I even told AJ this a long time ago. I was like, dude, I have no clue what this means, but I'm seeing these numbers everywhere. I'm going to pray about it. Um, and 
I just continued to see them. And the number, and it was simple. The numbers were one, two, three, four. Every time I looked at the clock, it was 1234. Just randomly at work, I'd look at the clock, it's 1234. Driving somewhere, I look at the clock in my truck, it's 1234. Get a text or something, look at my phone, it's 1234. And I and I'm thinking, well, that's I don't really know what that means. Maybe because I'm just thinking about that, those numbers. Now I see them more often and I'm just noticing that I see. I don't really know what's going on. So I just started praying and I started studying scripture and just kind of reading about some different things. And this is what I believe that God is just sharing with me personally with those numbers is that it's time to get back to the basics. That we've tried to, to make church something that's really entertaining and I love having fun at church. Man, I love having fun worshiping Jesus. But man, I, I believe that it's time for us to get back to the basics of Christianity. It's time for us to get back to the, to the heart of it all, which is the gospel, which is Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for our sin because we deserved hell. And because of his free gift of salvation, we can have relationship with God and eternity in heaven. And that's the story that we share with other people. In the late 1800s, evangelist William Booth warned, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, Politics without God, heaven without hell. And I feel like he was very accurate in that. And man, the, the church is preaching Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance. But the Bible's clear. Is that there is no salvation without Jesus And there is no forgiveness of sin without a true repentant heart. And what's repentant mean? Repentant literally means to turn. It means that we're heading away from Jesus and our sin and our selfishness and our own desires. And the Holy Spirit gets a hold of our hearts and our lives. And we say, hey, you know what? I understand that I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. I'm going to trust in God for that. And I want to follow him. And we turn and we begin to chase after Jesus. And scripture teaches that the, the old life is gone and all things are becoming new. And if you haven't experienced that in your life, then I'm afraid that you haven't truly began to follow Jesus. And it's not enough just to believe what the Bible says. We must turn. We must truly begin to follow after him. And that's the basics of Christianity. And then once we do, we go and we make disciples of everyone. How do we do that? So we have the what, the who, and the how is this, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. Command number three that we see in this passage is to teach. And you may be sitting there thinking, man, I'm not really a teacher. This is not what I do. I don't really like talking to people. 
And I'm not saying that this is a classroom type teaching thing. I'm saying that as you grow in God's love, as you begin to develop your relationship with him, then you help others do the same thing. And God tells us how to do it. Teaching them to do what? To observe all I've commanded you. So as you learn something, you share with someone what you're learning. As God is revealing some things to you, you share with someone what he's revealing to you. I mean, you don't have to have a degree to do it. And you may think that you just don't have the, the capability. And that's okay because this passage ends with some help, some encouragement for that. Oh man, the, the third command here is to teach, to share. It doesn't mean that you stand in front of people, that you're in front of a classroom, that you're in front of a group of people. It could literally mean that you sit down with your wife at home and that you share with her what God's doing in your life. Or that you sit down with your husband and you share with him what God's doing in your life. And together, y'all begin to, to see what God's doing and what God has commanded and what God has told you guys to do as individuals, as a couple, as a family. And then together you move and you take steps of faith. And this is, this is the why. And we're going to go back to verse 18 here. Because we see in verse 19, it says, go therefore. And when we see the word therefore in scripture, we, we can really understand that therefore means because of what I just said. Because of what was just spoken or what was just written or what was just said, this is why I'm saying this. So he says, go therefore in verse 19, which means we need to go back to verse 18 to see what this was all about. And verse 18 says, and Jesus came and said to them, these were the disciples. He instructed them to go to a mountain after he was raised from the dead. They began to worship him. Some didn't because they still wasn't sure what was going on. Was Jesus really alive? Was this really him? And then in verse 18, it says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So here's the reason. Here's the why. Because he has authority and he's commanded us to do it. Man, and I wish that I could give you some fancy saying and some cool thing to make that sound really good. But the truth is, he commands us to do it and he has the authority to do so. He is Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he has authority over all things. That's not, that's not the only reason. 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count of slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. This is the why. This is why the Great Commission is so important. Because Jesus has authority and he's commanded us to do it. But also because he wills for no man to perish. 
And his purpose and plan we saw in the book of Ephesians is to unite all things back to himself. He wants no man to perish, but for each to reach repentance, for each to reach the point in their life where they turn away from sin to follow after him. And in the book of Romans, Paul asks a question and he says, hey, how would these people ever believe if they don't hear? And he's talking to the church. He's talking to us. And as we close this morning, Hudson Taylor said this. He said, the Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It's a command to be obeyed. And as we, as we look at the year 2021 and, and we, we cry out and we, we focus on beyond the 52, and it's ever so important for us to understand that it's more than just meeting here on Sunday mornings. And if that's all your relationship with Jesus is, I'm, I'm, I want to challenge you this morning to take your next step of faith to begin to grow in God's love. Because being a Christ follower is not just following him for an hour on Sunday. Being a Christ follower is chasing after Jesus every day. Being a Christ follower is understanding that he's commanded us to go, to step out, to make disciples, to teach all that he has commanded us. And we do it because he has the authority and he's commanded us to do it. And we also do it because he wills for no man to perish, but for all to come to repentance. I want you to think about your life for a minute. Think about before you found Jesus or before Jesus found you. I want you to think about the sin that you were living in. I want you to think about your broken relationships. I want you to think about the aimless life that you were living. I want you to think about the destruction that maybe you caused to other people. Think about your life before Christ. And think about how we didn't deserve to be saved from that. That our selfishness, that our earthly worldly desires at the time were more important than anything else. We didn't care about Jesus for sure. We didn't care about other people. We cared about ourselves. And then grace steps in. It says, I love you. And I don't, I don't want you to live that way anymore. I have a better life for you, a more abundant life for you, a more, a more full life for you. 
I have an eternal life for you with my Father. I love you. This is what grace screams to us. I love you. And we repent and we begin to follow after Jesus. And our life is different. It changes. It doesn't mean that everything changes at one time and that, man, you're just cleaned up completely. Some people get that and it's just, man, everything's taken away and their life is completely different right at that moment. But that's usually not what happens. It's usually a process of sanctification, which is not complete until we leave this earth. And we're constantly being made more and more like Jesus. But if we think about our life before Christ and the amazing, the amazing moment that grace covered our sins, how can we not share that with other people who don't have Jesus? Man, that's a, that's a major moment, something that we can remember, something that we can really measure, something that's tangible to us. And we all know people who are lost and hurting and broken and in need of a savior. And what are we doing about it as the church? Are we really going? Are we being the church beyond the 52? Or are we just focused on coming here on Sundays? Man, I want, I want us to come and gather. I love it. But it just can't stop here. We're called to do more. And if you really want a resolution for 2021, I want to challenge you that you become the Christ follower that God's commanded you to be. That you become the member of the church that God has commanded you to be. That you allow the, the idea and the reality of, of lost people break your heart. Because when you know both lives, the one without Christ and the one with Christ, man, there's no comparison. Man, life with Jesus compares to nothing. And we need to share that with the world. Man, we preach about His grace and we talk about His love and, and it's important. That's the foundation of salvation. Man, people need to know that their sin is the reason they need a Savior. Let's get back to the basics of Christianity. Let's share Jesus with the world, with everyone. I'm going to close with this verse in Luke chapter 10. It says, And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. And that's my prayer for us, is that we will become workers for God, that we will become laborers for him. And there's a ton of people out there that need a relationship with him. And how will they ever come to know God 
if they're never told about them. And let's share the gospel. Let's go get out of our comfort zone. Let's make, let's teach people what God has taught us. Let's share our stories and our testimonies. Let's share moments in our life where we just saw God come through when it had to only be him. And we're doing this because he has the authority and he's commanded us to do it. And because he wills for no man to perish, but for all to reach that moment of repentance where they truly turn and follow after him. And maybe this morning as you sit here and you're thinking about it and maybe Sunday's it for you. Maybe you really never have turned and began to follow after Jesus. Maybe you've said all the right things and you know the right answers, but you've never made that decision to truly follow after him. And I want to warn you that scripture teaches that unless we do that, then we're bound for an eternity in hell. But because of his love and his grace, man, we have the opportunity and the chance to, to turn from that, to chase him, to receive salvation. And if that's you this morning, and I'm just going to ask you to, to hang around after service and talk with someone. And I don't want you to leave this place without knowing Jesus personally. And maybe this morning you do have a relationship with Jesus and you're just kind of a Sunday type Christ follower. I want you to know first and foremost, you're not alone. There's a lot of Sunday-only Christ followers. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that God isn't using you to your full potential because you're not allowing him to yet. And I pray that if that's you this morning, that you, you make a commitment this year in 2021 to, to be the Christ follower that he's called you to be beyond the 52. And maybe this morning you just need some prayer. And I wanna, I wanna pray for you. So again, don't leave this place without finding me or Pastor Andrew or just somebody that you trust. And let us know what we can pray about with you and for you. And we're a church that believes in prayer. We're a church that knows that prayer works and that God is still a God of of healing. He's still a God of miracles. He's still a God of transformation. He's still a God of restoration. He's still a God of reconciliation. And we'll call. We'll call on Him and trust Him with the results. If everybody will just close your eyes and bow your heads with me. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.